All right, it is time for J Lo loves Jesus. Hello. Hello. What are we doing today, babes? Um, I am going to read uh, some psalms that I thought were um, very beautiful, and also, um, uh, I just I just think that they say so much. For people who may have heard of the Bible but aren't familiar with the psalms, what are they? So the psalms are basically uh, poems. Uh, there are some psalms that were written by David. There are some psalms that were uh, that the the psalmist was not um, put into. Uh, sometimes there are psalms that were written by psalmists that were not uh, mentioned, um, and some of these psalms were uh, psalms of lament and praise and. Um, talking about uh, God's glory, and um, it's just beautiful poetry, I think. Uh, beautiful examples of poetry. Quick question. Yes. Do you think that there are any Psalms that David wrote that were not included in the Bible? No. Why is that? Um, well, like I've said before, I think that um, whatever was included in the Bible is included there for a reason, and whatever wasn't, if anything, were, were not supposed to be written. Okay. If that makes any sense. To a certain extent. And we could go into that deeper, but let's have fun with this. We don't need to do that. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to start off with Psalm 1. This is a, this is, this Psalm I think is, uh, is really good. So here it goes. Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. That's where meditation comes in when it comes to biblical text. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The, ungod the ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff, chaff meaning um, wood, it's a, it's a type of wood, which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Was that the first psalm? Yes, it is. Let's break that down. You think that's beautiful. I do. To me, that feels more like propaganda. And they're basically, if I got the message right, if you decide to be a believer, you're going to do some cool things and have a lot of fun in this life. But if you're a sinner and you choose not to repent, you're just going to be this outcast. That's how I interpret it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I can understand why you would think that. Because if you are a lost person, you would think that that's a psalm of judgment, right? And there are... And it's easy to think that... God is a God of love. He is a God of love, but he's also a, a just God. And if you, there are things that you, if you are a believer that you have to consider, um, like the partaking of uh, the company that you keep and the partaking of things that your company is doing. Um, it's, it's not wise to walk in the counsel of the ungodly so if you're getting ungodly counsel, you're going to get the wrong, uh, you're going to get the wrong advice. Let's analyze that a little bit. 
if you need advice about something, does that mean that if you call somebody like me, you can't take my advice because I... Not all the time. Okay. Let me just rephrase that. Go ahead. There are some advice that I have taken from from people that I would consider uh, lost people. Hmm. But that doesn't mean that they won't give you advice. That just means that maybe you shouldn't ask them advice about uh, dating, for example. Because their idea of a person that would be good for you may not be good for you. If that makes any sense. They might, they might, because of experiences that they've had, if, like, for example, maybe I should go deeper with this. Go do it. If a, if a, if a guy had really bad history with girls, right? Mm -hmm. You wouldn't be getting advice from this person because of their history. Same with if I were to ask, dating advice from a girl I know that clearly had not a good history with guys or she always was attracted to guys that she was maybe codependent with, right? That's not healthy. You wouldn't, you wouldn't get their advice. If you had a guy that, for example, if you drove a car and you wanted some advice from a guy that was a mechanic, you'd go to a friend that was a mechanic who knew about mechanics, right? Or vice you know, versa. Or vice versa. If, if somebody wanted advice about how to drive a car, they probably shouldn't ask me. Exactly. Yeah. Because you have no experience with that. Just like if somebody wants to know about acting, I'm not going to, I can't answer that. If a person wanted to ask me about scales and music, I could answer it because I studied it. Mm-hmm. Or if they wanted to know about flute technique, I can answer it because I studied it and I, want to study some more. So it, 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 it talks basically about, um, to me in way, and, and to me, in my opinion, I don't know that it's a Psalm of judgment, but it's a Psalm of, uh, of wisdom. Let me see then if I could reinterpret it then. Yes. It's not necessarily saying that people who haven't found God are bad, horrible creatures, and they're they gonna, can't. It doesn't mean that they're irredeemable. Yeah, it, they are going to burn in hell forever, but that's not what this is trying to say. No, that's what the Bible is trying to say in general. But what this is trying to say is, it makes sense to hang out with people who have a similar spiritual shorthand as you do. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't have friends in your life that are different than you that mm-hmm. are not like that because that gives uh, the believer an opportunity to um to sh- to shine a light on why they believe the way they do and to share um their faith with them because you you should have friends of all different kinds of beliefs but it's easier if you if you get counsel from people that are actually like-minded than like you are. Right. But not only does it give the believer a chance to share their faith, but it also gives a believer maybe a chance to have a cool meal that he normally wouldn't have had, or listen to some cool music that maybe he wouldn't have been exposed to in the church. Or, you know, and, and, and music that they weren't allowed to listen to because of um, the, the fear of the parents. Yeah. Or be exposed to some interesting ideas and have his beliefs questioned a little bit. Or it could be the opposite where they, um, their beef, their beliefs are reaffirmed, um, or reconfirmed. Um, it, it's just, it, it could go either way, but it's, it's basically 
um, a psalm of, of, of wisdom and choosing wisely is what I'm saying. Okay. Are we ready for the next one? Let's do it. This is Psalm... Hold on. This is Psalm 4. Um, okay. Hear me when I call, O God, of, of my righteousness. How ha... Uh, I'm sorry. Let, let's, let's start over again. My, my words are kind of bleh. Go ahead. Okay. Hear me when I call, O God, of my righteousness. Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. Have mercy upon me and hear my prayer. O ye sons of men, how long will ye re- how long will ye turn my glory into shame? How long will ye love vanity and seek after leasing? Selah, and, and by the way, Selah is a word that you'll hear in the Psalms, meaning to pause or reflect. Is that where we get Selah V? No. Okay. That's, I think it's a different thing, a word. But no. But know that the Lord hath set apart him that is godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call unto him. Stand in awe and sin not. Commune, commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still, Selah. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. There be many that say, who will shew us any good? Lord, lift thou up the light of thy countenance upon us. Thou hast put gladness in my heart more than in the time that their uh, that their corn and their wine increased. I will both lay me down in peace and sleep, for thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. And that's what it says on my walks, so if it's worded differently. Oh. I have a crazy thought, babes. Uh-oh. What? I know, I'm assuming that King David did not live long enough to see the publication of the Bible, right? But hear me out on this. Do you think that when he, we're assuming he went to heaven. Yes. Do you think that when he's in heaven and he hears, oh, by the way, you made the book. Do you think he rubs it in his face, the face of his friends? Like, I made the book, bitches. Oh, stop. No cursing in this podcast episode. But do you think it's like, ah, high five me. I made the book. No, Bubs, I don't think so. Oh, do you think that there's any part of him if he's spiritually still around the things? No, oh, no, cool. because I think that no, I don't. I don't think he thinks about that stuff. Okay, he was a man. He was um, known as a man after own uh, after God's own heart. Yes, and I don't think that David is so vain that he would rub it in anybody's face oh. in heaven that he made the bible oh right he's not like that's it that's an earthly way of thinking about it by the way he's not like have you read this book i mean it no okay so that was just a, a thought that i had that i no. thought and and and, and and you are right this is a, this was a psalm of david yes yes what do you take away from this psalm of david um i think that um when there's one thing that really stood out to me where it says stand in awe and sin not commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still say la right yes so when i think about that he i mean he went through a lot of things and um when he's writing these psalms a lot of these psalms are really um thinking about what god has done for him and when he says commune with your own heart on your bed and be still, right? Uh, that's what I think when I think about praying and meditating on 
the uh on God's word and what 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 I just read or what I have read um and and that that's something that really stood out to me let me let me look for something else um go ahead let's see here while Lana's doing that don't 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 make any more comments I'm not gonna make any more comments uh, do you want me to do some singing no oh must miss me comments. Oh, this one, what it says on my wall, I mean, it's not quite worded that way, but it says, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep for thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. Huh. And <clears throat> there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, uh, of Bible verses that talk about rest and that God is, uh, is a uh, rest for our souls and how, um, we can, we can dwell in his, in his love because his love is safe. It's safety. He is our refuge. It talks about God being our refuge. And that 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 verse in this psalm really speaks to me also. Nice. Yes. Good job. Well, yes. yes. Any any other questions? Not that I could think of at the moment. I'm sure something will come to me. Um well I mean maybe I shouldn't ask this, but I guess I will. Oh boy. When you grew up, were there Bible verses around your house too? Um, I don't know if there was. I no one told me. Yeah, do you, I, I don't know. Do you find it? I mean, I guess you don't find it strange when you go over to somebody's house's house and they have Bible verses on the wall. No, oh. I, I I wouldn't find it strange. I think it's a I think it's a good reminder for the believers in the house. Oh. oh. Why well, is this curious about that? No, I I don't remember having Bible verses in the house because I I don't know that there was any. Oh, I had another question. Okay. Can I get a kiss? Oh. Come on, yeah, you will. I will give you a holy kiss. Okay. Mm. Mm. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Okay. Oh my. Goodness. All right. Okay, we are going to Psalm nineteen. Hit it. Hit it. Thank you. Psalm nineteen. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament sheweth His handiwork. And the firmament, I'm talk, the firmament, to be um, clear, is uh, the the heavens. Okay. Okay. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night sheweth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them hath hath He set a tabernacle for the sun which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoiceth as, as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of the heaven and his circuit unto the ends of it. And there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is pure. Or, I'm sorry. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes, of, uh, the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteousness altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. 
Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from um, also from, from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my re- my strength and my redeemer. And by the way, in case you didn't know, those last the last verse that I just read. Okay. That actually was put on Johnny Cash's tombstone. He was a complex guy. Did you know that? Uh, no, but I know that he fought for a lot of progressive rights. See, that really um, is surprising to me, actually. But you've heard about that. You haven't just heard it from me. No, I haven't. I, I just heard that he, uh, when he became a Christian, his life was completely um, changed and he was living a different way. There is a pretty interesting Netflix documentary. I think it's called Tricky Dick and the Man in Black. Mm-hmm. And it's about when Johnny Cash visited the White House. Uh-huh. During Nixon's administration? Yes, because that was Nixon's nickname was Tricky Dick. And yeah. obviously, the Man in Black is Johnny Cash. Yes. There was this song out at the time that basically made fun of people who were on welfare. Okay. And Which one? I forgot the name of it, but it's in the documentary. It's it it's not one that's considered a classic today, mm-hmm. but at the time it was like a parody that was on the radio a lot, apparently. Okay. Okay, so Johnny Cash is going to the White House, and they request that he perform, and they really want him to do this song. So it would be like an indication that not only is Johnny Cash a Republican and down with Nixon, but that he also has problems with poor people. Instead of doing that, yeah, his buddy, Shel Silverstein, I believe I'm remembering this right, Okay, but I saw the documentary when it first came out a few years ago, so if I get some details wrong, that's on me. But All right. we're hearing the story as Rick remembers it. Yeah, I do remember that he was friends with Shel Silverstein. Yes. Yes. His buddy, Shel Silverstein, wrote a poem about how the youth of America, who were mostly progressive at the time, mm-hmm. were misunderstood by the older generation. And Johnny Cash said that he would perform, but he said that it was going to be a surprise what he performed. Mm -hmm. And he did that poem as a song there. Oh, wow. About how, and I think it it revolved around people who grew their hair out long and how they were misunderstood by their elders. What was it? Do you remember the name of the poem? I don't, but if you watch the documentary, it's in there. Okay. It is really, really good. So it also shows that you can be progressive and believe in the Bible, I think is what we're learning today. I don't. I don't know that I agree with that. Oh. I still don't agree with it. I just don't know that that biblical beliefs have any room for progressive beliefs because it's such a contra it's such a contradiction. Oh. I mean that's my opinion. I, I don't I don't know that there is any room for it. But you could make the argument that liberals always say, Well, we need help from the government, you know, believe in government, right? And the Bible say, Well, believe in God, you'll get your help from God. Exactly. They, they, they want, they believe more in the government as God than God as the one to govern. Well, no, but you could make the argument that like the government in our modern age is a metaphor for God, just like God was in the time of the Bible and both want you to believe in something instead of looking inside yourself. And that's obviously, I'm very, I'm simplifying it by a lot. Yeah. That's a massive oversimplification of it. 
Yeah. Because not all liberals believe in big government and not all Christians think that all your answers lie in believing in God. Some Christians believe that you have to believe in God. That's essential. But after that, you also have to do some stuff for yourself as well. So it's, I don't know where I'm going with this, babe. I don't know either. Yes. But back to the psalm in hands. Yes. Other than learning that Johnny Cash has part of it on his tombstone, mm-hmm. what else do you want me to take away from that psalm? Well, the, 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 the verses that have actually stood out to me were the ones that I read from verses 7 through... Um, actually, this psalm was made into a hymn. And um, so, like, what, let, let me read some of it, right? Where it says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is, is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's, um, it really means a lot to me. I don't know if it means a lot to you, but just the way that it's worded, right? The, um, what is it? I have it. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes, right? You probably, I don't know how, what you would take away from that. But it means a lot to me. I hear what you're saying. I, at least I believe I do. What I think you're saying, I'm going to say it in Rick speak, and then you can correct me if I'm wrong, is that it shows you, or it's, it's a, yeah, it shows you that believe in the Lord and follow his path and his rules because he made them for a reason, and his reason is correct. Absolutely. Now, my pushback to that would be, there's a lot of people who don't believe in Christianity for obvious reasons, right? Maybe they weren't raised around it, so they don't know. Or maybe they were raised in a household that is a bastardization of Christianity. But there are many different ways of living. And maybe there is a law of the Lord, but it's possible that it's a little bit flexible depending on who the individual is. So, I mean, this is a constant debate that you and I have. Uh, I... I'm an agnostic, but I, I I lean towards the idea that there's an afterlife. But I also believe that it's almost irrelevant whether or not you believe in Jesus Christ on whether or not you're going to heaven. Mm. Yes, I know we've had that we've had that conversation before. Yes, and I'm I, I'm assuming you would make the argument. Well, no, that's part of the law of the Lord. You have to believe in Jesus, or you're not even in the conversation of getting in there. You, you cannot secure your place. You cannot. It's it's almost like let me let me describe it to you this way. Okay. In our time now, let, let's just say that you want to get into a club. Yes. You cannot get into a club until you have a membership. Mm-hmm. You, th- like there's no way around it. You cannot get into the club because you don't have a membership, and you also don't know the password. I hear what you're saying. Um, there's, there's other, there's other things too. Like you can't go into a party. You can't go to a party if you don't have the invitation. Um, yeah. There, there's so many, there's so many things to go. There's so many ways to go about it that might be um, understandable to some people. But it's, it's, uh, it's, it's easy for me to say that because it is, it is something that. Uh, that is a part of my core as I have gotten older. 
has become a part of my um, everyday, has become a part of my being rather, right? Mm. So it's easy for me to say that, but for someone who doesn't understand it, it's hard. And I get it. it it's, it's understandably hard. Here's an analogy that I would use. And I've used it before because it's one that I really resonate with. And partially that's because I made it up. <laughs> Although I'm sure there's people with similar analogies, right? Mm -hmm. This is, this may be, speaks to a lot about our spiritual differences. I think of, and it's more complicated than this, obviously, but I'm, I'm dumbing it down for a variety of reasons. Mm -hmm. But let's just take the dumbed down version of, I think of the afterlife as this super cool party, right? You have an invitation. I have an invitation. We know a lot of people with the invitations. And I decide I'm going to walk to the party. And you love me, but you think, well, you know what? I love Rick, but I'm going to get there a little bit earlier, so I'm going to take the bus. We have another friend who's going to get a ride to the party. And we have yet another friend who's going to walk to the party, but he doesn't like my route to it. He thinks it's a little bit too simplistic, and he wants things to be a little more detailed, so he picks another route. But the party just keeps going on and on. So it really doesn't matter how we get there as long as we get there. It's it's more about the journey there than actually getting to the party because we know that all of us eventually are going to get there. We're just choosing different routes. And, that's, and, I, and I might be like a, a half hour later than you, but I'm still going to make it to the party and have a lot of cool experiences there. And unfortunately... Um, you don't agree with that at no, all? No. That's um, unfortunately... Uh, people do believe that and um it's just not i mean it, it's just it's just not like that oh. it isn't you cannot be in you cannot be in god's heaven unless you're actually in god's family it just doesn't happen that way but what if you're wrong what if you're wrong what if i'm wrong then i'm wrong i don't believe i'm wrong now there is a book that I, uh, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll mention this later yeah. on in the thing. There is a book that I, I'm thinking about reading um, later on, uh, maybe after I read the stuff that I read um, the next, or maybe I'll read that next, I don't know, depending on where it is. And this, it's about a guy who was an atheist, and he happened to be a journalist for the Chicago Tribune at one time. And um, how he was trying to disprove Christianity by reading the Bible because his, his wife became a Christian. And it was kind of his journey about finding out what was true, the true evidence and what wasn't and where he um, he came, uh, where he is in his life. And I, I think I want to I think I'm going to read that. It's by a guy named um, Lee Strobel. At the end of the book, is he still an atheist? Nope. Let me ask you this. Bubs. What? I haven't read it yet. Okay. I'm not going to ask you about the book then, but yes. I'll ask you about these types of books in general and, and your relationship to them. I, I haven't read any of these books. Okay. By the way. But you've heard about them. I have heard about a book okay. like this. Yes. And you've heard about the idea of somebody going out to disprove the Bible and then all of a sudden they love Jesus. And the question I would ask you is, do you think that you are guilty of what's called confirmation bias? So in other words, you believe in Jesus. Therefore, you look for other stories of people who maybe were quote unquote sinners at some point in their life. 
and then chose what you believe is the right path because it jives with your way of view, uh, how you view the world and spirituality. Well, let me let me let me clarify something. Go ahead. Just because a person, just because a person accept is has accepted Jesus, that doesn't make them. That doesn't mean that they're no longer a sinner. We're we're all. Yeah, but I was trying to simplify it. I know. No, I don't think I have confirmation bias. Mm. No. It's easy for and and and, and maybe it's e- it. I don't mean to say this judgmentally. Don't don't. Oh, but don't you're going to go ahead. No 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 no. I don't mean to say this like I'm attacking you. Go ahead. But because you have a secular worldview of things, it's it 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 makes it is understandable that you would think that way. And I would make the argument that God created me to have a secular worldview. At least at this portion of my life. Now, who knows? Maybe in three years, I'll believe in Jesus more than you do. And I say, I can't date you because you don't believe as hard as I do. But for right now, uh, maybe in this, I, I, I do have a secular view of the world. Probably for a good reason. Well, there, there's... A, well, yeah, but, but, but I don't think that God's desire is for you to, ha- to keep on having that view. But maybe it's essential for my growth to have it at this point, though. Maybe it's because you're choosing to have it at this point. Maybe I'm choosing to have it because it's a good reason. Maybe and God wants me to have it. At maybe this you're point. putting God in a box, and that's why you're choosing to have the circular worldview because you think that that that's what God wants you to do. And I and I would say I secular in my perception of the world is a little bit not the best wording because I'd say it's it I straddle the secular and the spiritual. Because even though I don't believe in God, I don't not believe in God either, if that makes any sense. Right. So it's kind of like, um, it kind of contradicts itself. I haven't seen evidence that's strong enough to fully convince me in either direction. Gun to my head, I would lean in the direction towards God, but I'm not fully there yet, if that makes any sense. Okay. And I don't think I'd ever be believing in the Christian idea of God. You don't know that. I mean, you keep saying that, but you you know, if, uh, stranger things have happened to people. Stranger things have happened. It's po- anything. Is I mean, possible. if 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 uh, if an atheist can, if if an atheist can uh, really um, change his way of thinking, and a, and an, an agnostic can change his or her way of thinking, then it's it's definitely possible. I mean, stranger things have happened. Yeah, but like that guy you were just talking about who wrote the book, he also wanted a book deal. No. You know, Bubs, come on, you gotta stop that. If I, if stop I stop it, okay, stop, stop, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> all right, all right. So it's like <laughs> I get to go to heaven and I get a book deal. Well, no, okay. no, <laughs> Bubs, come on. I'm having fun, babes. Come on, focus now, focus. Hey, is there anything else you want to say about focus Psalm? now, focus? Is there anything else you want to say about Psalm 19? Did it hurt your head? No, no, I didn't. But I think you said kiss me. <laughs> Because you you just hit the head of one of God's children. <laughs> I didn't hit you hard, did I? You hit the head of one of God's children. I was children. just being silly. Oh, I, well, you hit you hit one of God's children. I was okay. just being silly, shall we? Okay, well, give me this. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay, this is one of my favorite songs. This is Psalm 34. Okay. Um. Okay, this is, this is a little bit lengthy, but not by much. Let's do it. Okay. Oh, jeez. What? No, I'm going to read this. Okay. I will bless the Lord at all times. Have... Oh, yeah, sorry. I will bless the Lord at all times. 
His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened and and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth around, uh, encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. O fear the Lord ye, O fear the Lord ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Come ye children, hearken unto me, I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is he that de- that hold on, what man is he that desireth life and loveth many days that he may see good? Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. The, his ears are open unto their cry. Next page. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry and the Lord heareth. The righteous cry and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. He keepeth all his bones, not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Okay. So I know it's a handful. But basically, what I got from that, hey, if you believe in the Lord, you may have a few issues, but overall, you're going to be good. Things are going to go pretty well for you in the afterlife. I don't know if that's what it means. What do you think? I don't know if what it says. Give me your interpretation. Um, <clears throat> I think he's giving a warning to believers. Um, let's see who wrote this song. It might have been David. Hold on a second. Let me do that. Um, okay, it is a psalm of David. So it says, uh, so in the beginning of a psalm, it gives like a little bit of an intro. It says, a psalm of David when he changed his behavior before, before Abimelech who drove him away and he departed. Okay. So basically it was a, a behavior change on David's part. Mm. Um, I think it is warning, I think David is warning believers that from his experience, and I could be completely wrong about this, because every time I read verses like this, I always glean something else from and it. And poetry is kind of meant to be a little bit abstract. and Right. You know. But, uh, like, for example, let's, let's, let's see. Okay, let's see. Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Okay. Um, so 
I think from his experience, because uh, there was a time where he was being sought out to be killed. Mm-hmm. Um, he was friends. I'll give an example. He was friends with a, a man named Jonathan. And his uh, Jonathan's father's name was Saul, but Saul wanted to kill him. And he and rather than go after and get uh, get vengeance, he did not he did not do that. He did not want he did not go and try to kill Saul. Um, but um, I think it's uh, to me when I hear things like that, it sounds like it's a warning. Um, if you if you depart from evil, you will be um, <clears throat> you know you know keep away from evil or this will happen to you. Yeah. Don't. Uh, you know, don't don't continue on this, that evil. And then um, here's another verse that really stood out to me too. Um, two verses, okay, verses seventeen, eighteen, where it says, "The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit." Um, I don't remember what the word contrite means. Do you know what that means? It's uh, it's very I complex. To ask, I have to, I have to ask the meaning of it, but um, but I think, I think part of it is a warning to believers that if you, um, if you don't control your tongue and speak and speak guile to people, then this is what's going to happen. So basically, use the right language. And it's kind of like God is the ultimate PC policeman. No, 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 no. Okay. No, no, no. He's not a PC policeman, but it's 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 actually talking about what your behavior is. Hmm. Okay. It's not so much talking about words, but what your actual behavior is. If you are claiming to be a godly person, don't do the the exact opposite. Don't be a, a hypocrite. Okay. That's what that a lot of verses are talking are, are talking about hip, hypocrisy and um, um, and the fair. If you read anything about the Pharisees in the Bible, they were the um, ultimate hypocrites. Nice. Yes. So it's basically a behavior change. Is there anything else you want to say about this psalm? Um. So the, uh, here's my history with this psalm. So when I was in Multnomah University, I had to. Um, make a I had to write a lesson for I decided to write a lesson for seventh graders but what I did was I adapted that same lesson I wrote when I was at SPU PU that I wrote for first graders but I adapted it to um to be for um seventh graders in middle school and we had to we had to use a scripture to um we had to use a scripture for our uh for our lesson because that's because we were in a um a Christian class. And I used um Psalm thirty four eight that says, Oh taste and see that the Lord is good. And um that, that went with my lesson. I thought I would share that. Mm. Yeah. Something I've always wondered about, and this is maybe a quick question, I think. Okay. There are some people who I've heard say that they were born in Christian homes and they were raised in the church. Yes. And that they didn't really, I mean, they had issues because they were kids, right? And every kid is going to have an issue with their parents. But it wasn't anything, like, major, like they hated their parents or yeah, anything yeah. like that uh-huh. at the church. Yeah. But that they just never believed. 
Yeah, and a lot of them, a lot of them grow up in church. Some of them、uh, turn away after they graduate high school、mm-hmm. because、um, maybe they found some things at fault with some church members. Maybe they're、um, they thought of their parents as hypocrites. I, I've heard some people say that they just never believed. Right, wasn't really. They didn't. They didn't take on the faith of their parents. Yeah. How do you and, feel about that? Um, it saddens me. I know that it happens. It it saddens me.、Um, I know that there are some people that have left their f- that have left the faith that they grew up in, and then they came back to it when they were much older.、Hmm. But it saddens me when I hear about that. But if they never had faith to begin with, could they really leave their faith? Not unless they actually had faith. No.、Yeah. But it's still it's still sad. Think, it's still it's still really sad. I think Penn Jillette said something like that. Like he liked going to church as a kid. His parents were believers, but he just never believed. Yeah, it's it's sad to me. They, it didn't sink in, but who knows? I mean, I mean, Pendulette may very well be, um, you know, be, um, saved, and I, I don't, I can't say that he wouldn't be, because, you know, that's between him and God. I really I enjoyed his book, God No Signs You Might Be an Atheist. So it'd be interesting to read God Yes Signs You Might Be a Christian. Oh wow! It has to be. It has to be、uh, written if he writes it. If he writes it, but he'd have to believe in God. God knows. K N O W S. No, it was God. No. Oh. Signs you might be an atheist. Oh 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 oh. Yeah,、okay. and his definition is a little bit too extreme. He's like, if you're agnostic, you're pretty much an atheist, which I disagree with. But I think there's 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 slight differences. He also is a little bit verbose, but he he's he's a great speaker and storyteller. But he has his he's a, slant he's on the world. He's the、like、one with a、uh, he's he was a, a with the duet Penn and Teller, right? Yes. Who is Teller, by the way? The silent guy who I believe studied Greek history and Shakespeare, but、okay. he didn't really talk a lot on stage. But they were、um, they were Mag- doing magicians,、uh, ma- magicians right?、Yes. Yeah, okay. I keep getting Penn Jillette mixed up with Chris Penn. Chris Penn is Sean Penn's brothers. Chris Penn is John Penn Penn's brother who died years ago、talk. from a drug overdose, I believe. Right? Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. But yeah,、uh, interesting. Yes. Am I correct that you have two more psalms for us, babe? Sorry, two more. Yes. All right. Then we're going to watch a piece of the action. Yes. Um, Psalm thirty-nine is a what? From the original series of stories. Yes.、Track. Psalm thirty-nine is a little bit lengthy, but it's it's also a, a good one.、Oh. And the 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 last psalm that I'm reading is the one in the book, the last psalm in the book. Yeah. That's my favorite one because it's considered the music psalm. Oh. Okay. Psalm thirty-nine. O、oh, Lord, thou hast searched me and known me; thou knowest my downsitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down, and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O、oh、Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me; it is high; I cannot attain unto it. Whither shall I go from thy spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? Hold on. Next page. Page next. If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning, and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea. Even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. 
If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. For thou hast possessed my my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, and in thy book all my members were written, which um, which in continuance were fashioned when as yet there was none of what uh i'm sorry uh which which in continuous uh, continuance were fashioned when as yet there was none of them how precious also are thy thoughts unto me O god how great is the sum of them if i should count them they are more in number than the sand when i awake i am still with thee surely thou wilt slay the wicked O God, depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men, for they speak against thee wickedly, and thine enemies take thy name in vain. Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee, and am not I grievous with those that rise up against thee? I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them mine enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me, and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. This is probably a really hard psalm for some people to read. Basically, what I believe it's saying, correct me if I'm wrong, hey, God knows who I am, and if y'all don't like it, uh, you aren't going to do very well in the afterlife. It's a very simplistic thought. (laughs) If you want to maybe make it less simplistic, feel free to. I think the takeaway that I get is that... um, if you ask God to search your thoughts, he knows he knows everything you're thinking about. And I think that that also um coincides with um whatever whatever comes out of your whatever is in your heart, he knows about that too. And um everything in a in a believer who really does um really has um conformed to the way of the ways of God will hate everything that God hates, including the enemies of God. If I understand you correctly, non-believers are considered enemies of God. Well, people that would blaspheme, people that would be uh, wicked, out, outwardly wicked towards people that love God. Mm. Not every person who is a non-believer is necessarily an enemy. So I wouldn't think of you as an infidel. Thank you. Okay? That's a totally different thing. A person that is outright... Like, for example, if there, if I was working with somebody in maybe an office situation and they outright told me that they want to kill me and gut me, right? Oh, yeah. Well, then that person's that is on your shit list. Uh, uh, no cursing! <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> What's up for? Ah, no cursing in the Bible podcast. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Keep going, babes. Uh, so, so basically, it's um, that's that's what I take away from it. It's mm. 
it's on it's not supposed it's not so much um and and no offense it's it's not quite as simple as that okay but i i get why you would think that but um, the last psalm that I'm going to read is the one, the last one in the book, and there's so many. Can I ask you this? Are we going to revisit the psalms maybe next weekend or in two weeks? If you we want can, to, we can. we can. That's possible. Okay, we can definitely do that. But let's read your your fave right now. This is one of my favorite psalms. This is Psalm 50. And that's the last 150. Psalm? Yes. A oh, 150. Okay. There's uh yeah there's 150 psalms. Okay, so it says this: Praise you, the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. And that's the end of the song. I don't want to be offensive. Uh-oh. But it feels to me that the Bible is just like you should praise the Lord. Yes. And it's wrong? like your life should all be about like loving God. And, and to me, I think of it like this. Hold on. If it's it's cool, you gotta love God, but you also gotta like be in the now too. And I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, I don't. Know. I'm not making any. Am I making any sense, babes? Not really. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, 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 the, the, this time you're not making any sense. I kind of look at it like, okay, if you want to love God, that's cool, but don't let that be the only thing you do in life. Well, and I think of it totally differently, as you probably are, as you probably know already, mm-hmm. that the purpose on this earth. Is not just to love God, but to love to love other people as God would love them. Right. So, so, so I can't for so for example, I can't love you unless I I love God first. I can't love my family. I can't love my friends. I can't love strangers unless I know how to love as God loves, because He is the ultimate model of what that is. And I think we as human beings have our own ideas of what love is. And a lot of, and some of it is not very, um, uh, some of it possibly is um, the wrong idea. I'll tell you why this came up just now, because obviously I've had similar thoughts and expressed them, right? Okay. But from all the verses today, mm-hmm. unless I misinterpreted them, which is completely possible. Yeah. There's not a lot in there about loving your fellow man and doing right by your community. And again, I could have misinterpreted it or not heard a word here or there, but right. it sounds like these Psalms are just about loving God. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, well, like I said, a lot of them is our, our laments, mm-hmm. but the book, the Psalms that I, 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 I've read the entire book of Psalms and this book isn't really focused on loving your fellow man necessarily, but there are other, there are other verses, there are other books that are, um, that talk about that, like in the book of Matthew. I'm reading Matthew right now. And, um, it, it, Matthew and Mark does focus on the, the ministry of Jesus. And if you want me to go over that too, I can. Mm-hmm. If you want me to give a lesson on, um, loving others, I can certainly do that. 
It's a possibility, babes. But the Psalms are, I mean, the, the, the way that I, I, I see the Psalms is it's just a beautiful, I mean, Psalms are pretty much Psalm. Psalms, the Psalms are not just poems, but they're songs. Mm-hmm. And there are some uh, Christian churches that sing, uh, when they sing together in their congregations, they sing in Psalms. Yeah, it's like, um, was it, uh, God, I want to say it was um, Steel Pulse. Have we listened to a lot of Steel Pulse? You you played that for me before, yes. I'm a big fan of their music, but they do the song called Dance a Summer Day, Dance a Summer Day, Dance a Summer Day, Dance a Summer Day. And I'm obviously not the singer or musician that they are because that oh, sounded horrible and okay. they're sounding great. Okay. But they have that song and that's a really good song. And I'm assuming that's inspired partially by the Bible at least. Yes, I, I, I would I would say it is, yeah. Yes. Because it does talk, some of the songs, some of the psalms talk about um, singing praises, singing to the Lord a new song, uh, dancing, you know, there are, there are scriptures about dancing as well. Yes. I would say then, uh, well, well, first of all, did I, did you feel that you got to express your opinion of the last song that you just read? Um, uh, maybe, I don't know. Um, Would you like to elaborate? Well, every time I read this song, I think about music, but I also think about creation and how creation was, um, was built, uh, to praise God. Because there are some scriptures that talk about the rocks cry, even the rocks cry out. No, you can't hear them crying, but, you know, even the, even the rocks, um, even the rocks praise him, even the trees, the, uh, in their own way, even the wind, <clears throat> because he create he creates the wind and the rain and the, the grass. Um, I don't know if I'm expressing myself, but I, I love this Psalm. Um, because it, 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 it mentions a lot of, um, musical instruments and things. And I really, um, relate to it. Do you want to do more Psalms next weekend? Do you want me to? It's, uh, I think it would be, uh, it's fun doing J-Lo Loves Jesus, and we get more content out there that way, too. Okay, I, I can certainly do that. Nice. I nice. can certainly do that, yeah. And for now, I think we should go watch Star Trek with Gangsters. Oh, jeez. That's not the name of the episode. No, it's... <laughs> Otherwise known as the Fizzbin episode. <laughs> Otherwise known as a piece of the action. A piece of the action. Otherwise known as, I believe, episode 49... Or is it 42? No, I think it's 49. What season is it? I want to say it's near the end of season two, because back in the 60s, seasons lasted longer. They have more episodes. Oh, goodness. That's, that's oh, goodness. Oh, but first, before goodness. we stop this, I think we should make out a little bit. I just like... Make out a little bit. I'm going to kiss my unbelieving wit. I'm going to kiss my... Watch your words, Bubbly. My J Wolf. Oh. I'm gonna kiss my J Wolf. Oh, oh, oh. I want to say something. Are you trying to call me a name, huh? Uh, I love you, babe. Give me a kiss. Goodness gracious. Alright, babes, you feel good? I do. Alright. Bye bye for now. Bye bye. Bye bye.